Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. Today we're starting the, a new book and we're reading Acts. So we'll be going through that book by uh, chapter by chapter until we get to the end. But before we get started, let's uh, open with a word of prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you for this day and for all that you've done. Thank you for the many blessings and for how you've taken care of us. I, I'm grateful for the fact that you are the creator of all. And for that, you deserve worship. And I pray, Father, that my life would be a life of worship of you. And that as I grow closer to you, my understanding gains is gained. I just pray that I would bring you honor and glory. I pray that today as we read, that your words would be what people hear, that your thoughts would be what go out, come out, and that we would understand more fully who you are, how much you love us, and how we best serve you. So with that in mind, Lord, I just pray you open our hearts, our minds, and our spirit. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So we're going to be in Acts and just going through it like we did Isaiah. We're going to go uh, chapter by chapter. And a little bit differently, though, than Isaiah, we'll be uh, you know, adding in some various commentary or thoughts from, from uh, Christian greats such as Spurgeon or Tozer or others um, as we go through. So, but before we go into all of that and into their thoughts, I wanted to just get started and let's just start with uh, verse one, chapter one. In my former book, Theopolis, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven, after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. One on, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For, for John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand there looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Verse 12. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day's walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew. James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all came, they all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers, a group numbering about a hundred and twenty, and said, Brothers and sisters, the scriptures 
had to be fulfilled in which the Holy Spirit spoke, spoke long ago through David concerning Judas, who served as guide for those who arrested Jesus. He was one of our number and shared in our ministry. With the payment he received for his wickedness, Judas bought a field. There he fell headlong, his body burst open, and all his intestines spilled out. Everyone in Jerusalem heard about this, so they called the field in their language Echoladama, that is, field of blood. For, said Peter, it is written in the book of Psalms, May his place be deserted, let there be no one to dwell in it, and may another take his place of leadership. Therefore it is necessary to choose one of the men who have been with us the whole time the Lord Jesus was living among us, beginning with John's baptism to the time when Jesus was taken up from us. For one of these must become a witness with us of his, rec his resurrection. So they nominated two men, Joseph called Barsabbas, also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which of these two men you have chosen to take over the apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Then they cast lots, and the lot fell to Matthias. So he added to the 11 apostles. So that's the end of verse of chapter 1. Let's move on to a few thoughts from A.W. Tozer on Acts 1. He says, he focuses on Acts 1.8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That's the scripture that he's, he focuses on here. So he says, you will receive power. By those words, our Lord raised the expectation of his disciples and taught them to look forward to the coming of a supernatural potency into their natures from a source outside of themselves. It was to be something previously unknown to them, but suddenly to come upon them from another world. It was to be nothing less than God himself entering into them with the purpose of ultimately reproducing his own likeness within them. Here is the dividing line that separates Christianity from all occultism and from every kind of oriental cult, ancient or modern. These all are built around the same ideas, varying only in minor details, each with its own peculiar set of phrases and apparently vying with each other in vagueness and obscurity. They each advise, get in tune with the infinite, or wake the giant within you, or tune into your hidden potential, or learn to think creatively. All this may have some fleeting value as a psychological shot in the arm, but its results are not permanent because at its best it builds in its hopes upon the fallen nature of man and knows no invasion from above. And whatever may be said in its favor, it most certainly is not Christianity. Christianity takes for granted the absence of any self-help and offers a power which is nothing less than the power of God. This power is to come upon powerless men as a gentle but resistless invasion from another world, bringing a moral potency infinitely beyond anything that might be stirred up from within. This power is sufficient. No additional help is needed. No auxiliary source of spiritual energy. For it is the Holy Spirit of God come where the weakness, weak, weakness lay to supply power and grace to meet the moral need. So, the bottom line is, is, we receive power from God, and it's the, it's the power of the Holy Spirit, and there's nothing more that's needed. And I think when we look back on yesterday's 
reading where it was about the prodigal son and the restoration of the relationship between God and man, it really does show once the relationship is restored, God, God through the Holy Spirit dwells in us and the power is there. And that is perfectly illustrated in the relationship between the father of the prodigal son and the oldest son who stuck around but didn't understand truly what he had because he got he got angry when his father blessed the lost son who came home and he was jealous and yet his father said to him you've always had everything that i have it was yours it's is yours you just needed to take it and ask is that the same that we have with the Holy Spirit? I would think so. It's the same relationship. The Father has given us what He has, all that He has. The powers come on us through the Holy Spirit. It indwells in us. Do we just know how to take advantage, how to understand that and use it and be blessed by it and to live a completed life through the Holy Spirit? With that, I'll just close with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I just thank you for your Holy Spirit dwelling in us. I thank you for loving us and communing with us and having true fellowship. I pray for your Spirit to dwell in us all the time and for us to understand how to let it flourish so that we can bring you glory and honor. I just lift up this time, I lift up the rest of this day, and I just pray for the peace and mercy and contentment upon all my brothers and sisters. Watch over all of us, I pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining me, and just a guy and his journey back to God, I hope you have a great day.